Speaking of things. Speaking of things. What is it? Are you not sure where, what we're doing? Tell them what it's about. It's going to be about some things. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay, let's just roll the episode. Got it. Welcome, Dave. We reached, we, we, we meet once again in this fantastic new uh, studio. Uh, hey, first, welcome. Hello. Hi. Would you like to say something? <laughs> I think you covered all the uh, salutations there. You showed up to the studio and you texted me. I did. It was beautiful. I did, just like uh, we talked about, I think it was on episode eight. I don't know. I can't keep doing numbers. First, let's get this party started with a little clink clank. Boom. Right there. there. Two-hearted IPA. What what are you throwing on your gullet? Uh, Sam Adams cold snap. Sticking with the cold snap. Oh, cold snap. We did experience a cold snap. Just a few days ago, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it went from 80 degrees to 30 degrees in about three days. I've been writing letters to my congressman to get that taken care of. That's they'll, good. I imagine they'll address that. Two-hearted IPA. And they showed me a fish. I don't know what to make of that. What, what do I do with that information? Two-hearted IPA. Here's a fish. I think, I think actually fish, some fish have two hearts. Get out of town. I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> if we have any veterinarians who take care of trout, <laughs> feel free to let us. Trout, troutinarians, troutinarians, the old troutinarian. You know, as I was coming up, I always like to to get ready for the episode, and I listen to some of our old episodes. And I hate to say this: in episode eight, we were talking about pterodactyls. Mm-hmm. If you remember, I crushed your hopes and dreams on that one. You, you wanted, did. You wanted to stump me, and you talked about pterodactyl sauce. Yeah. It wasn't until I listened back <laughs> that I realized you were talking about teriyaki sauce. Same thing, Dave. Same thing. It's the same exact thing. If you go to the counter, I don't know what counter you're going to. If you go to the, uh, the food store place and you say, excuse me, making some chick tonight. Chicken. <laughs> I like to shorten it to chick. Uh, I'm making some chicken tonight. I want to get that little Asian flair. Where's your pterodactyl sauce? They will tell you every single time exactly where teriyaki sauce is. Try it. I, I am. Try it. I'm gonna, I am going to try it. They won't hesitate. Oh, t- oh, yeah. Yeah. They'll just assume you're just a dullard. And, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. I'm good with that. The key is to do it multiple times to the same person <laughs> and see how long you can go before they correct you. <laughs> you have a favorite pterodactyl sauce? Which one? Which one uh, would you uh, prefer? I don't know. I, I don't know how to get into that conversation. But we are you going to try it? The the pterodactyl, pterodactyl sauce conversation. I am. All right. Beautiful. I am. I'll beautiful. report back. Please do in a future episode. Excellent. Speaking of reporting back, we have some stuff to get to later in the episode to to bring some callbacks. But wanted to to discuss. I think we've both had some fan interactions. You've had a real life. IRL, IRL, as the kids say. Yeah. Interaction with, with one of our thingies. <laughs> First of all, let's not gloss over the fact that you have given the fan club, our, our pod viewers, um, a name. I have. Well, I'd hate to say that you did that. I, I prefer that the AI claim ownership of that because I believe the AI, uh, the AI that does our credits actually referred to the thingies. That was the first reference. That's our fan club. I mean, unless they come up with a better name for themselves. <laughs> you you also had a, a IRL interaction? No, I had a um, chat interaction. 
Okay. With one of our fans way up in the north. How far north? Just below Massachusetts, Connecticut. Oh, the country of Connecticut. That border's tricky. It is, especially with all the traffic or work on 95. Mm, gotta love it. Interested to to hear him. I think the next episode, which will probably be three episodes ago, if you're listening to this one. My brain just exploded with that math. I don't know what you're it's talking It's podcast about. math. Okay. Yeah, it's based off Common Core. <laughs> so it doesn't make sense. Exactly. <laughs> just like anything in the world these days. Pretty much. I think we're both, uh, we're both getting requests to record more from, you know, at least two of our tens of listeners. I feel like they're telling us to do more work is what they're saying. Basically. Eh, what do you think of that? Do more? I mean, more is better. More is always we've better. Always, we've said that since season one. We have. More is better. Longstanding truth. So I haven't seen you physically since whenever that was. You've aged well, sir. You, you barely look a day over like, I would say you aged maybe three, four months at the most. <laughs> That's good. In I, the two months that I've seen you. I mean, that's a compliment. I haven't really been doing anything. <laughs> you have a glow about your skin. I don't know. It's just, you know. Might be the lighting. Maybe it is. Because we, oh, speaking of lighting, the pod viewers are absolutely going to love the new digs that we're in. Now, I guess it's nothing new, right? Every time we start a new recording session, we're in a different location. Now we're, we're literally three feet away from the previous location. But it looks a lot different. It does. Um, the studio cleaners, if that's a thing, um, did their, did their cleaning and found some cool lights, which I'm sure all the viewers are loving. All the thingies are loving the lighting. Did you see how it like slowly changes, getting different vibes, different moods? No, I didn't notice that. All right, we'll screw you. So anyway, we've got the lights. We've got a cool monitor. There's wires everywhere. There's a new piece of equipment that we barely know how to use, so that should be great. There's a bunch of lights on the new equipment. So yeah, the visual, the visual piece of this podcast is coming together. <laughs> It is, and that's why we call the thingies our viewers. <laughs> Indeed. And, you know, here shortly we're going to have people able to call in to the podcast, which will be great. You know, they're calling in two, three, four months after we've recorded the episode. <laughs> so I don't know how we're going to tie that in, but we figured everything else out so far. Little details. Yeah. We'll figure out those final details sooner or later. Yeah. I mean, people never thought we would get this far. Oh my God. And we're, we're lighting the world. Look, we've got our first sponsor. Now it's, it's what we would call a reverse sponsorship. So Rode has this great equipment that they provided to us. And all we had to do was pay for it. <laughs> it's, it has really worked out well for Rode. <laughs> <laughs> so we are actively sponsored um, after purchasing a product and talking about it. It's called a reverse sponsorship. And it's something that I'm starting with this podcast and nobody's going to stop me. It's kind of like reverse mortgages. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not far from the truth, I guess. We're starting, you know, something new here and innovative. And I think we're, we're the tip of the spear. And people are going to speak about this in the future. <laughs> as, as two of the first people to ever podcast in the history of ever, we are. We are. That's us. Uh, well, I, maybe did I, go, did I go too far with that? Well, you uh, figure we had those six seasons unrecorded. Not bad. Not bad. That is true. So top that. Bitches. <laughs> you like spaghetti? Actually, I do. When you were a kid, did you call it a paschetti? Maybe once or twice. P-U-S-ketti? Paschetti? I, I don't think I ever thought about the spelling. Yeah, I'm not surprised there. At my, at my grandmom's house, every Thursday, as long as I could remember, 
my dad can remember. I think something like 30 years, every Thursday was spaghetti night. Did she throw a meatball in there? We had meatballs. Now, let me ask you this. Was this Chef Boyardee or was this like... Oh, no. That was like my grandma made legit. spaghetti. Yeah, legit spaghetti okay. uh, sauce, meat sauce. All right. Well, enough of grandma's spaghetti. How about the Chef Boyardee? M&M. What? M&M. Hit me one more time. What? Oh, that, no, that was Britney Spears. <laughs> what? Mom's spaghetti knees are sweaty. Oh, man. Wow. Sorry, I was late to class on that one. M and M throwback. Yeah. Did you did you enjoy yourself some um, uh, Chef Boyardee Paschetti? Yeah. Okay. Now here's here's the question: um, of the fantastic varieties of Chef Boyardee, did you have a go to? I think I would just like the SpaghettiOs and the meatballs with the ring around the middle that look like Saturn. What? They had a they had a ring? Yeah. The meatball? Mm-hmm. Is this, was this out of a can that just like went bad, maybe? That was every can I ate. Really? I was more of a, a beefaroni guy. Did you ever vibe on some beefaroni? I had beefaroni. Well, you don't make it sound like you were that thrilled with it. I feel like you're getting really hyped up on... Um, well, it's close. It's part of my childhood. Chef I feel Boyardee. like you're shitting all over my beefaroni right now. <laughs> I really don't appreciate it. <laughs> Did you ever venture into the lasagna world in the Chef Boyardee kingdom? No, I didn't. I didn't either. I feel like that was a. I had lasagna for uh, dinner for the weekend. Look at you eating food. <laughs> Not to brag about it, Chef Boyardee. No, 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 bummer. So, Mister Boyardee, um, his game got real hot and happening in World War II. Did you know that? That's that's where that's where he like took off. That makes sense. That was his wheelhouse. So so all the, the, the military guys were eating the Chef Boyardee. It was easy, quick. I guess so. Throw it in your ruck. I guess so. Didn't, when did he run out of ideas? Because then it just switched from, we'll do mini raviolis, and then we'll just do mega raviolis. And he's like, you know what? I'm out of ideas. What, what if we just make shit big, big and small occasionally? I, I, I want to go back to my Chef Boyardee days because it, it was a moment in time that I loved I, got, I need me some beefaroni is what I'm saying. Do they even still make? Hells yeah. I looked it up. I did a deep dive. Yeah, what what sent you down this hole? You know, the YouTubes. Because, I don't know, I saw something about uh, Mr. Boyardee. He, he had the Italian name, and then he, he had the foresight to know that Americans were really stupid, so then he had to respell it, basically, phonetically, because he had the foresight to say, <laughs> Americans are going to get progressively stupor, stupider. So... I'll just spell it out for them since they can't pronounce words like Boyardee. I, I watched that, and then I was like, man, I haven't had me a Boyardee meal in a bazillion years. I feel like I need to revive that. I feel like after your 20s, probably, it's done. probably move on. Oh, man, I just want to revisit it. I mean, you do you. <laughs> no one's, no one's going to stop you. You can eat whatever you want. I'll think about it and get back to you. All right. All right. Oh, we were talking about Halloween. And our episode that we referenced earlier came out around Halloween and wanted to know if moving night, if you called it moving night, and we're kind of close to the same area. So I think you might call it moving night. Yeah. Yeah. Moving night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I listened to another podcast about moving night. And apparently in different parts of the country, moving night is called other things. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, moving oh. night is just more of a regional term. Yeah. But in Detroit, they would set houses on fire. Oh, that's Detroit. <laughs> that's, they go hard, man. <laughs> so in the 70s and 80s, there were like 20 to 30 fires every moving night, burning down the city. Burning I mean, they, down the house. Those, those people were ahead of their time. <laughs> <laughs> you said, why do you sound impressed by that? <laughs> I mean... With anything, anyone who's ahead of their time, you got to be impressed. What did you do? Did you do anything on moving night? Maybe you need, you need to explain moving night because the people, listen, not everybody experienced what we think of as moving night. Uh, and so moving night is the night before Halloween, so October 30th or Halloween Eve, whatever you want to call it. And kids go out and cause mischief. Some places I think it's called mischief night. And they go out, they toilet paper houses, you egg people's houses, in Detroit, the burn houses down. <laughs> you do what you got to do, man. Yeah, and this I, was seventies or eighties, not you know like twenty fifteen. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm trying to look up on our on our interwebs. I have I have the wide web here, and I'm trying to look up other names for moving. I, I misspelled moving night. Um, Mischief night. Oh, Devil's Night. Devil's Night. That's in New York. They called it Devil's, uh, not New York, in uh, Detroit. I think it was called, Devil. it's called Devil's uh, Night because you, they burned them down. Can you can you continue reading the next couple? Devil's Night, Gate Night, Goosey Night. Let's pause right there for a moment, sir. Goosey Night. What, what area are you, can you look up Goosey Night? Where, who's Goosey Night? I mean, that's, that sounds so weak. I mean, compared to Detroit burning down. Burning the city down. Well, continue. cabbage night. Is that where you like run around and with your cabbage that, patch off? Well, that that has to be, cabbage night must be like a real rural area where they're getting wacky, right? They got some old cabbage rotten out in the field. It's October. They're gonna throw the cabbage at your house or something. Mystery night and what? Mat night. Man, what? Why did we call it moving night? Now that I think about it, moving night doesn't make any sense. Well, it says moving night right before cabbage. I know, night. but why? What are we moving? What are we moving? I don't know. I don't know either. But th- so, did you did you partake in in movie movie night? No. Yeah, I did. Oh, I was an what ass. did you do? Yeah. So I had one exceptionally um, active moving night. And did you get arrested? No, no. But it wasn't a well thought out plan. I. I took, you know, the good old white Elmer's glue. Yes. Why go with eggs when you have Elmer's glue? You Elmer glue, you Elmer glued someone's door? No, the freaking cars. Oh. I'm a dick. How did you not get arrested? And guess what car I picked? The neighbor's house. This was not, not well thought out. No, no. I thought... I guess maybe maybe we were looking for eggs and didn't find the eggs to do the uh, the good old give them a good old egging. You know, I think a- egging something is pretty universal. Yeah, toilet papering is pretty universal, whether it's moving night or not. Um, Elmer's gluing, not so universal. So I, I I don't think I put a lot of thought into it. I grabbed the glue, I went outside, I did the happy dance around the car, and I just. I just glued the shit out of it. I don't know why. I was all proud of myself at the time. And did your neighbors 
figure oh, out no, it was you. No, I got away with that one. Got away with it. So they they could be listening to this podcast right now. Oh, and I'm they're sure like they that son of a bitch. <laughs> there he is. I knew it was him. <laughs> yeah. I knew it. You, do you ever? Did your car ever get egged? I feel like. Well, we used to saran wrap each other's cars, moving night That's or not. That's pretty innocent. I can get down with that. Yeah. All right. Moving night or not, mm-hmm. we would just randomly saran wrap each other's cars. What, saran wrap the door so you couldn't open the door? The whole car with industrial <laughs> saran wrap. Oh, my God. One of our uh, friends would work worked at Walmart and got the industrial saran wrap, and we'd wrap the whole car. Well, you, you had industrial saran wrap connections. Look at you go. No wonder we have a podcast. Yeah. The one time we hit our one friend twice in one night. Wow. Yep. Did you just hate him? Well, he's not our friend anymore. <laughs> <laughs> little thing called cause and effect. Well, there was a lot more effects other oh, than that, too. gotcha. Yeah. Well, if you... I also left him one time just at the grocery store. He was like, hey, I'm going to run in and, and get something. <laughs> what the hell is wrong? And I just left. This was before Uber. And I refused to go get him. <laughs> what? Yep. I'm not sure what to make of that. But there it is. <laughs> there it is. That's that's the kind of fun that we would have. But um Well Well, I can tell you this. If you do if you do get your car egged and you let the uh, the the egg sit there for let's say twenty four hours. Oh, it'll it'll rip off some paint, boy. Oh yeah, yeah. Who to thunk? Not me, but yeah, yeah. We got egged. We we were victims. So I I guess what comes around goes around, right? I I I threw the little Elmer's glue out there, and mom's car in the back backyard got a little egg action, and ooh, that was a per, perma egg, as they call it. I don't think that's a thing, but it perma egged that sucker. Ripped oh. off some paint. Wow. I might, I might, uh, do you still have that car? No. Thanks for asking, though. No. I might look into this Goosey Night because that sounds fun. Goosey Night? Yeah. I'm, I wonder if it's like you go and just release a bunch of geese at someone's house. <laughs> They're like, oh, you just got goosied. Well, if you ever went to one of the ponds where the uh, good old Canadian geese yeah. from Canada show up. They make it basically an oil slick along the edge here. Fun fact. Yeah. They're not actually called Canadian geese. I just called them that. Well, it's wrong. So they are definitely called that. They're called Canada geese. <laughs> well, that's way different than what I said. It is. It's actually two letters different. So Canadian geese, I'm wrong. Canada geese. is correct. They just don't identify as Canadian. I've never asked them what they identify okay. as. I like. I don't like to get into that kind of stuff. Octopus or octopi? Well, or no, no, no. Wait, wait. Octopuses or octopi? Octopi. But see, I've I've heard the octopus people. You know the pussies. They. Uh, I think that's what they call themselves. I don't know, but the pussies refer to themselves refer to the plural version as octopuses. Who'd have thunk? It's so confusing. A gaggle of geese. Yeah. Yeah. Gaggle. A, a blank of crows. Give it to me. Murder. Boom. I learned another one. Flamingos. Oh, I know this one. But I can't think of what it is, though. Something of flamingos. It's... Um, you can just ask Jeeves. Yeah. A group. 
group of flamingos. Boom. Give it to me. Flamboyance. It's the flamboyance of flamingo. <laughs> Who'd have thunk? Uh, we're going to have a lawsuit. <laughs> it's what it's called. It's a flamboyance of flamingos. A flamingo, a gathering of flamingos is flamboyance. Do you know why flipping flamingos, flamingos, flamingos are pink? Because uh, they're not blue. I don't know. Because of the, the little creole or shrimps that they eat. Hmm. Um, cause them to be pink. That's all they eat? Yep. That's that's all they eat their entire life. So that is a case of you are what you eat. Okay. Speaking of things. Yeah. A few episodes ago, mm-hmm. if you've been listening and following, you brought up that one of the listeners, one of the thingies, one of your friends. Viewers. Viewers wants to be mummified. Yeah. When, I think when they die, right? <laughs> Not when they're alive. <laughs> it. You know, we didn't get into the details of the order of events. I made a bold assumption and thought, eh, she's probably thinking post, post-life. post So we wanted to help her out. We found a place that will actually do mummification, reached out to them via email. Gave them the old reach around. Reach did they around, reach around reach back? They did. Did They, re- they did <laughs> reach They reach reciprocated. They, they reciprocated the reach out. want to just bring our, our viewers up to speed. Our email initially, hello, we're interested in the mummification of our friend upon their passing. Is the mummification performed utilizing Egyptian methodology? Would you be able to provide a list of materials used, and what are the options for display of the mummy? We look forward to continuing this conversation and beginning this journey, Tim and Dave. So they reached out to us pretty quickly um, and got back to us. I imagine they were pretty excited that anyone <laughs> had emailed them. You're thinking it's not a, uh, a, like a high-traffic type of uh, venture where they're getting a lot of contacts? That's what I'm thinking. Okay. Well, that's that's your theory. Bernie reached out. Bernie. Bernie got back to us. Hmm. Okay. So we want to bring our viewers up to speed. Bernie. And also give information to your friend. Yeah, we got to pass this along. Hello, Tim and Dave. Our mummification process is a tradition that has been adapted for a new age. Okay. It's a good start. Good start. Kind of sounds like they're making it too modern, in my opinion. Why? Why, you, you an old school mummy guy? I'm old school. God, like freaking old school mummy yeah, guys. Do it like the pharaohs did it. You no. Know, or you're, you was got, done to the pharaohs. You old school mummy guys are all the same. <laughs> no argument there. <laughs> well, it has similarities to the ancient Egyptian process. It is a modern process. So basically, they've used two sentences to say the same thing. <laughs> they were trying to drive a point home. They drove, they drove it. Yeah. Rather than dehydrating the body using salts, the body is immersed in a pr- preservation solution, the components Ooh. of which are confidential. Ah, uh, proprietary. So after it's over, you got a confidential mummy. Damn. That's nice. Get secret uh, security clearance or something with that sucker. I don't know. Go you can't ahead. look at it without more confidence. Boom. We don't remove the brain and the organs are placed back into the body. Ooh. Please see this page for an overview of the process. Wait, 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 wait. Time, 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 time. Please, everyone. The organs are generally the problem spots, okay, for decomposition, right? Correct. And they said, you know what? Not for us. We leave, we, we leave all, the, all the fixings. It's like all like the giblets, like when you get the, uh, the turkey or the chicken, and you get that little bag inside there, and then you cook the whole thing, and then you realize you forgot to take the bag. Okay, I went down a path. 
Yeah. You left the bag in there. But so they're kind of leaving the, the, the giblets and all the goodies inside of it. Why? It's new age. Oh, man, that's going to get up. That's going to develop a funk to it, don't you think? I would. That's a smell that won't quit. There are no options for displaying the mummy. The mummy is sealed inside the sarcophagus, which is then laid to rest in a cemetery. Time out, please. Sarcophagus, a.k.a. casket, basically. I, we're going to get to that because they, they talk about that in more detail as well. God. So is it sarcophaguses or sarcophagi? Uh, whoa. <laughs> if there's multiple. Everybody calm down. I don't know. Let's just go with it. Understand that Summon is a spiritual organization. We've provided this practice for spiritual reasons. It is performed at our temple at Salt Lake City. It's called Summon? Summon. That was the website name. Yeah. really feel like it should be performed in a pyramid, not a temple. It does have a pyramid-like vibe to it, but maybe maybe it's a budget thing. Maybe they're working up to their pyramid. Well, they charge enough. Well, they should have a pyramid. Okay. But that proprietary solution, you don't know what that's going to run. I don't. So there are a number of things you need to consider when making arrangements and the cost involved. We require that your friend draw up a spiritual will, and we talked about the will in the last episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is read during their mummification and transference. Shit's getting weird. <laughs> if there are certain things they want done, that should be specified specified in the spiritual will. Information about the spiritual will is on our website in the documentation section. It's probably fair to say the quote-unquote spiritual will has no legal binding whatsoever, right? That just sounds like some weird pie-in-the-sky crap. Spirit, here's my spiritual will. What would you write that on, you know? I don't know. Scroll. Uh, you, you know what? A scroll is the right answer <laughs> with, with, a, uh, with a quill. You use a quill, some ink, and a scroll to write up your spiritual will. In calligraphy. So, in, calli- in calligraphy. And so... They're saying that is going to be sort of the uh, the script, if you will, for the process. For the process, when when is this man? When is the for the will transference? What what maybe I don't understand what they're referring to as the transference. Like while while you know Joe blows in the back, putting the little secret sauce on the on the body. Is that the transference? I'm not really sure. Oh, okay, good talk. The cost is sixty seven thousand dollars. <laughs> There's a bronze sarcophagus to hold the body, like the mummification shown on our site, or it can be completely customized. You can also use a traditional casket, as shown on our website. The cost of the bronze sarcophagus Uh-oh. can run. It's bronze. Can I guess? I mean, it's it's bronze. We're talking human. It's got to hold a whole human. And does it give you the details? Like, are we just saying a little, little touch of bronze here and there? Or are we talking bronze top to bottom? This is a bronze sarcophagus. Um, I think that would be the whole whole thing. It's going to be heavy as isn't it? And transportation, the size. We got to be in tens of thousands for a bronze. 30,000. I'm just going to give it to you. $100,000. Dude, come on. And then you're going to put that in the ground? Nope. We recommend a mausoleum as a resting place for the sarcophagus. Private mausoleum, another $100,000. Come on. Wait a second. I thought we got a price from you or from them last time. And I thought I remember a number like, oh, wait, that you're saying just the mummification. Just the mummification, 67,000. Boo! Oh, that's where they put the secret sauce. They throw the brains back in and all that fun stuff. And yep. then they go, oh, you're not done yet. You got to put this thing in something. 
You're looking at least a quarter million dollars if you want it done right. Oh, hell yeah. And then they're going to arrange for transportation. The bronze sarcophagus with the body inside can easily weigh 1,500 pounds. Jesus. Okay, so they don't want this mummy driving on its own. So they're going to hook it up with an Uber? Uber. Yep. <laughs> Lyft. <laughs> Call taxi, depending One on where the, you are. Yep, Lyft scooter. Lyft scooter, whatever. Okay, like, hey, mummy. It's not safe for you to be driving. We're going to set you up with transportation now. Your friends and family, they're going to they're going to drop the coin on said transportation. Holy hell. Okay. And then understand and then this is the final one of the final paragraphs here. Understand that your friends passing their next of kin will receive rights to the body. Despite what may be in a will, the next of kin can contest it. Should any family member dispute arise about doing this we cannot and will not get involved and consequently will not be able to provide our rights we suggest your friend have immediate family members sign a body release a copy of which is on our website so they don't interfere a freaking body release so that's that sounds to me like they had a no shit moment where they they done did the the mummification they threw it in uber it shows up. Old Uncle Jimmy looked at it and goes, I want my I want the body back the way it was and, and got all copped a little bit of a tood with who is it? Summon? Summon. That's very cultish, but okay. And summon's like, guess what, son? You didn't sign anything. You get you get yourself a mummy in a bronze sar- sarcophagus. Boom. And you can deal with that. Ooh. All right, so so after all this paperwork you have to sign. Yeah. Final paragraph. Being a spiritual organization, we do not have any type of contract. <laughs> that sounds like a freaking cop out. No, it's okay. No legal stuff here. We're spiritual. <laughs> we provide our service at the time of need. We cannot guarantee we'll, we will be able to provide you provide our rights to them at the time of their need. There are only a few people who know how to do this and we do not know what the future will hold. Therefore, we recommend you have an alternative plan in the event we cannot accommodate you. Bernie. <laughs> Bernie sounds like a name that should be more involved in cremation, don't you think? Bern, Bernie? Yes. Yeah. Um, wow, so this, it's got a bit, there's some loose ends, it seems like. First of all, hey, check it out. We're spiritual, it's cool. We don't need no legal mumbo-jumbo involved in this. Sounds like you do. And then you're kind of approaching the finish line, and they're going, I'm wiping my hands of this one. You're on your own, brother. I don't know. And then that this is after, if, if you go deluxe model, you, you, you choose the number five with extra fries, you supersize it and the whole deal, you're coming away with the bronze sarcophagus, the Uber ride, the mummy with the special sauce that they use, organ re-application. Reinsertion. Reinsertion. Oh, I hate that word. And there was something else. I feel like there was something else. Oh, a mausoleum. A mausoleum. And you've just dropped. You're 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 at two point no two hundred seventy five thousand two hundred seventy thousand. About that. Just to result in old old Jimmy Bob somewhere. Uncle Jimmy, 
getting his panties in the wad going, I was not asking for this. You best get that body back into regular old casket. Yeah, get the preservation out. Get that. Get those organs out. Unpreservize. That there's a word for you. This this the plot thickens. First of all, the the the, the spiritual component, the lack of legal definition, the the name summon. We're, we're in a little sketchy territory here, but they're running a so-called legit business. So-called out of Salt Lake. So we we responded because we ultimately wanted to know if oh, yeah, they yeah, could yeah. be preserved in a hug pose. That's a, that's a cost savings, right? Because there's no longer a bronze sarcophagus, no longer a mausoleum. There's 200K that's back in your pocket. Potentially. Maybe yeah. the stand. You need a stand to put the body in. That might be a couple bucks. Just get a sturdy mic. Stand. What did we say back? Bernie, thanks for getting back to us and apologies for the delay. Our friend needed to- some time to think about things. Once the body is mummified, must it be interned? How long does the mummification process last if new chemicals are used, meaning how long before the body starts to, de- to decay. If our friend has a request to be mummified in a specific posture, is that something that's possible? Thank you for all the information, Tim and Dave. <laughs> and that's where we stand right now. That is where we stand <laughs> as of today. I'm. What do you vision for the shop? Is it just as, is it just Bernie? Probably a shed out back of someone's house. <laughs> Bernie has a shed out back. He's got a 56K modem that he's reading this email on. And uh, a computer from 1990. And he's, and he's mummifying bodies out back. That's what I envision. That's what I think probably is. To just oh. Every once in a while, they're wheeling a body. We'll, we'll see what they say. We will keep our viewers informed. Hells to the yeah. We can take I'll, that information back to you. I'll friend. drink to that mummy juice. All right. <laughs> Speaking of things is the podcast that you just watched. We are somewhat confident that you may or may not have enjoyed it. Tim and Dave would like to thank all of the thingies for starting a very exclusive fan club. So inclusive, in fact, that at this time, we are not even certain if anyone has been allowed to participate in the fan club at all. As always, thank you to our amazingly imaginative production team for producing stuff. Please speak to us by emailing us at speaktosot at gmail.com. I was more of a, a beefaroni guy. Did you ever vibe on some beefaroni? I had beefaroni. Well, you don't make it sound like you were that thrilled with it. I feel like you're getting really hyped up on... Um, um, as close as part of my childhood. Chef I feel Boyardee. like you're shitting all over my beefaroni right now. <laughs> I really don't appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you.